the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 265 of the Heart of LAFC podcast. That's right. We're calling this one champions for very, very obvious reasons. We did it, everybody. We got across the line. We got the job done. No choking, but all kinds of drama. We're here, right? Get that star on the top. It's real. We are champions. Well earned. Of course, to properly get this thing going, we brought the crew along. We've got Bam. We've got Tony. And Benjamin is here doing his thing. Ben, how are you doing today? I am doing great. We are MLS Cup champs, like you said. I couldn't be any happier. Uh, it's, it's a great time to be an LAFC fan, and I'm just happy to be able to talk to you guys about it tonight. Can you believe it, though? Has it really, really sunk in? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. It, I mean, I've I've had, definitely had withdrawals all, all week long. You know, I don't want to get past it. I know, you know, the World Cup's coming up, and that's also exciting, but just to to know that it's been like, this ride of five years and to finally say that we're MLS cup champs. It's, it's surreal. It's, and it's a great feeling for sure. Absolutely wild. I know bam from afar, you were, you were sweating there as well. How are you doing today? Today I'm doing quite well on game day. My emotions were all over the place. That's for sure. I was tears of sadness when, when we all know what happened when we went down Mm -hmm. and then, Tears of joy when either they put it in the back of the net. It was just, I was mostly wrecked after that game, but I was so glad to be a part of it, be able to watch it. Um, and yeah, we are champions. We are, we are MLS Cup champions. It's something yeah. that within five years, it's, yeah. it still feels like a dream. Like I'm on my, I think, 12th time watching the, the game. Just, I've had in the background running and all that kind of stuff. It just doesn't seem like it should be. I don't know what's going on, but it doesn't seem right. But we are. So for that, just go enjoy it. (laughs) Did that really happen the way it happened? It's one thing to win a final, but I think what it is is the way it happened. Like that, that, no way that really you. You couldn't write a script like this. No one would ever believe you. This, This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. But somehow, some way, LASC does what they do, and and we have to make it dramatic. We can't make it easy. It can't be a classic one nothing final, right? You get the result, no, you no. move on. You bore everybody to death, but you get the no, no, we can't do that. Which brings me over to Tony, because not only was he going through the emotions of this, but somehow he had to keep us all moving in the north end, singing nonstop, and having to put his emotions in check to actually get the job done. Tony. Have you recovered from that madness? I still keep crying, not going to lie. Like every new video that comes out, it just takes me back. Just it was such a roller coaster of emotions like after after that that third goal, it was just like it, this is not how it ends. This is not how it ends. This is not how we put all this time and effort I put all this time and effort. You have. Everybody here has put out all this time and effort. It's like, this is not how it ends. And it's just like, 
there i haven't posted the picture because it's just like i just don't want it to be about anything i just want to just enjoy the moment but there's like um a pictures that are photo like a great uh contact team and photographers got of me of like literally screaming and like i see the tears in my eyes just go so happy after that gareth bale goal and honestly it just everyone there was like it was the hardest thing to do and I know a lot of people said they gave up hope. It was hard, but it's like, this is why we do 90 minutes and you keep going hard no matter what. But that last goal, the last penalty kick and everything, we'll break it down later, but yeah. Oh yeah. But, but, but it was just, it was uh, tears of emotions. Let's just say just tears of tears of happiness at the end. It's the emotional mangle, right? Um, I hit it a weird angle on mine um it was i wasn't crying which was surprising instead i was laughing like i got away with something like giggling like a little kid and i couldn't stop laughing i, I at one point put my head down because it was like this is not logical why am i laughing and what it was was me again the emotion was high but it was just knowing football and the way this game is played and things you do or don't do or things that really happen and it just it was a moment of ridiculousness right and that we got away with something and i really in my head was like did we just did it these these crazy bastards just pulled this off like you aren't supposed to do this usually you'll see another goal drop against you you're down a man and somehow some way this team this organization found a way found a way and nobody stopped singing and everybody was inspired and there was no quitting and so for me, it was just like, you tried everything you could to stop this, right? Fate, whatever you want to call it, everything was thrown our way. And somehow, some way, we're lifting a trophy. I couldn't stop laughing. Like, we got you, man. Like, whoever, you know, like that mindset of can't stop us, you know? And so I got that way. Tears when I see others, right? I think it was just because the shared journey. But my word. Uh, yeah, I've never seen anything like it. I don't know if we'll ever see anything like it again in a, in a cup final. Again, original, that's for sure. Um, and we'll run on that as we go because I'm going to throw it over you, Tony. We'll go right into breaking news. Not only are we winners, but we have an even greater honor on top of winning the match. We're owners of the double, right, Tony? Yes, we are owners of the, the double, so... As you, as most people know, the double is usually when you have two trophies in your league um, for all over Europe. We do, which is Supporter Shield and the Cup. And also a fun fact also is anytime a Supporter Shield winner makes it to the finals, they've only lost once from all the stats I've been looking up and hearing throughout the whole time. So we never brought that up because it's kind of a bad juju to bring anything like that up as well. So yeah, so it was in the cards, but again, a lot of in the cards. So we're, so again, the last time someone done that was, I believe Toronto. And I think it was Jordan Harvey and Steve Betashore that were on that same team. So yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. And I think it was six franchises. Yeah. A couple of them did it twice whatevs but six total franchises that's it that have pulled this off and then we only do it in five years again madness madness we're rewriting everything 
try to take it away from us. You can't now. You can't take anything away from us. There will be a star in the crest. It does not go away. We own the city. We already knew that. Now you have the chip. And now you're in a city known for champions. And you're in, you're in the club now. So I guess the only teams left are the Clippers and the Chargers. So y'all got some work to do. No. That's it. No. We're in the club now. We're officially no. in the club. The winner's club in this town. Not on the outside looking in anymore. Done. Move forward. Now, the double is important. But there's other things we want to show off. Other places we want to go. Other things we want to do. And that news also dropped uh, since our last episode. I'm going to throw it over to Ben because, yes, the CCL draw happened. Gosh, that was honestly a really fun Monday after a crazy, crazy weekend to go. Oh, yes, this thing keeps going. Give it to us, Ben. What happened on the draw? Yeah, so LAFC are going to play against the Costa Rican club Alajuelense. Um, home and away draw. Uh, first leg is going to be in Costa Rica between March 7th and March 9th. And the away leg at the bank will be uh, 10 days later uh, between March 14th and March 16th, which happens to be my birthday. So that would be a really good good birthday celebration. Yeah. Um, this team is uh, one of the powerhouses for sure in Costa Rica. Um, I think they're the second winningest team in, in that league. So it's going to be tough. I was actually um, doing a little bit of research on them, and their mascot is actually the lion, which is funny because we played Leon in the Champions League a couple years ago, so I found that interesting. And, yeah, they have some good players. They have um, Celso Borges, who's um, you know a veteran in the midfield. He's played um, for Costa Rica over 150 caps with the national team. Brian Ruiz, who's played in the Premier League, um, and Giancarlo Gonzalez, former Galaxy player. So a little familiarity there. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for, the, for this for this draw. Um, and we'll see. My question to you, Ben, are you going? Um, it's not confirmed yet, but of course I, I'm gonna try and be there. Um, I definitely want to go. Um, but there's there's no um, confirmed plans yet, but hopefully we'll have some updates on that soon. I might be joining you. I actually got my PTO approved that entire week. So yeah, if the airline, if the flights are right, family's going and I'm taking the family. I know it's crazy, but that's just the Zacker way. Um, Alawenze, if, if you didn't, I will always mispronounce. Sorry, everybody. That's where the main international airport is. I know they say San Jose, but it's kind of a suburb of San Jose. I just had a, a look. It's a 10-minute drive from the stadium to the airport. Yeah, it's very close, very close. But you got to realize this is the, right in the dead center of Costa Rica, okay? So think rainforest, guys, cloud forests, zip lines, all that fun stuff. It ain't the beach because a lot of people, <laughs> oh, go to the beach. no, you're not. No, you're not. This is, cent- this is central Costa Rica. You can go take a trip to the beach if you want to make a vacation out of it. But there's enough cool stuff there that I've seen that, I know y'all are going to travel hard. If we can get the tickets, we'll be there. It'll be a big group once again. Leon part two. Um, <laughs> that madness. But look on the bright side. You're not playing Saprisa in the middle of San Jose. 
because that would have been a different different creature altogether right purple dragons and and that hostile type of environment that's a little different would be a little more advanced but um not to take anything away from the team we're going to take i mean these are really the two top teams anyway from there but at least you have that 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 beauty of knowing that you're not in the middle of the big town right um and so you can kind of get away and do what you need to do so yeah we're all going to do the research i'm probably going to drag tony along if he can do it right tony you'll make your effort <laughs> Get the updated. Yeah, I got yeah, yeah. get the passport updated, move in. It's like more free. I'm gonna travel more this year. So there we go. So who knows? Maybe we're gonna do a heart of LAFC uh check-in from from Costa Rica. <laughs> I'm just saying it can't be that bad. Um, and it is a beautiful country, so make the trip so, if you can. I know I'm in for it. Just just yes, doing man. a little bit more research on this team. In '96, in 1996. They were the first team ever to make 100 points in the season. They finished on 102 points. They Damn. did it again with 105 points in 98 and 102 points in 2000. Got to wonder who, were, who was on that roster. How many national players do they have at that time? <laughs> but, uh, hey, Costa Rica has always been good. Um, always had a good national team. Uh, the program is strong there. Always in the mix. Um, it will be a tough match. It will not be an easy match. Uh, you should expect that in the Champions League. I will say it's watching the Champions League draw was kind of cool to see which teams are in it this year. There's a lot of new faces, right? Even from MLS, new faces. But even there's a there's a team from Haiti there uh, that finally made it back. I mean, I think it's a good mix of teams. Really interesting. I believe uh, Philadelphia is on our side of the bracket. That would be a potential semifinal if we can make the march. We might have to see those dudes again. But, uh, yeah, I love the CCL, the fact that we're back in it. Uh, I, you know, We need to push it as much as we can because I think it's a special type of tournament. I don't think you guys would disagree with that, right, Ben? I mean, this is something that really needs to get pushed a bit more. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you still have that memory of kind of bitterness from the 2020 Loss against Tigres, so you know I'm sure the players um want to get that revenge in that tournament. It's I mean it, it gives you a ticket to the Club World Cup, arguably the you know the biggest stage in in club soccer. So yeah, I mean what more motivation do you need to to play against the best teams in in the region for sure? And it's an expanded Club World Cup at that. So right. yeah, even better. Yeah, exactly. so maybe we get to be that group that goes. Like Seattle gets to go, obviously. Uh, but why can't we book our way as well? So hopefully, hopefully it all works out. And I see a couple hundred of you at least in Costa Rica. That would be ideal. I think it's uh, just crazy course. how, I mean, if you were to ask Chiellini, like, oh, you're going to be playing in Costa Rica in a year. Like, what, what would you have said? <laughs> where's my where's my passport? <laughs> the Chiellini way. Like, we just do what we got to do, right? You, you can tell he's enjoying it. Whether yeah. he gets minutes where he, does, he, he is... He's enjoying every little bit of being with this side. And again, seeing the young guys push the way they are and the organization grow with him. And I think that's across the board with our veterans. It's it, they know they're, they're doing something special and they're making history can never take this away. Can never yeah. take this away. And bail too. That's the funny bail, part. Yeah. Who, who would have thought bail would be going potentially to Costa Rica. Exactly. If he doesn't retire, he's going to Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we get him from it for at least a summer. So He's not leaving either. Mm-hmm. And Carlos is saying he's not leaving either. So uh yeah, it's gonna be a crazy atmosphere for sure. Yeah, it's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be cool. Uh their stadium looks kind of cool as well. Got a, just a different vibe mm-hmm. to it. So yeah. 
all good and everybody that makes the trip. Of course, outside of that, we did see that I finally got a chance to see Chicho and give him the award that you all pushed, that you all voted for. It's official that Bam created. Thank Bam. Give him a big hug next time he's in town. Uh, but Chicho did definitely accept the reward uh, award. You saw him post on his social media as well. Um, he's always a good sport, which is really nice. And big shout out to Vic from Athletes in the Making for helping us get that get that across the line. Um, he had a really great toy drive out there. And so uh, at the conclusion of it, when everybody was all done, we we got a chance to step aside and uh, do the do the thing, right? Uh, Mario and Segro were there as well. We're good sports about it too. Uh, all the best to all, all the lads here. They've, uh, yeah, they've had one heck of a year. And uh, Chicho being as humble as he is with the fans, um, he's a gem. I'll be honest, man. Like, like the passion is there, but also the respect and the respect for the fans. He has it a hundred percent. We're just lucky to have him on our side. So shout out to Chicho, man. He's, he's, he's awesome. Um, yeah. Good, good time out. And he definitely appreciates it from all you guys. So uh, we'll definitely keep this going. Tradition has now started. Uh, and so the voting will begin. What? November in the, at the Rose bowl. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> November. Right? I mean, that's November. Oh, sorry. January. <laughs> February. Oh, yeah. Well, wow. I'm all messed up. Thinking World Cup in my head again. Dates and all that. So, yeah, February. Back into it again. Um, start the votes then. Yay. All right. So, the other thing we wanted to talk about before we get into the match is something extremely important. That would be Max um, and how Max is doing and, and what's going on with him. You saw him sacrifice his body for the side. Again, I don't know how he had it in him to keep the thumbs up, to keep pushing us, hugging hugging the guys, telling them to focus as he was laid out, completely destroyed on the play. Um, but Max being Max, he, he has to always push, push the side. So I'm going to go over to you, Ben. You got an update on him. How's he doing? Yeah, I mean, he's still, I think he's still recovering. Um, obviously, it was confirmed that he fractured his right leg. Um, he's going to be out for for several months. But like you mentioned, he did um, leave it all out on the field for the team. He did what he had to do for his team to win. Um, unfortunately, he is going to miss the World Cup. He's going to miss the Galaxy game at the Rose Bowl. He's going to miss the Champions League, or at least the beginning of it um so yeah it's it's unfortunate but you know he he did what he had to do and i mean arguably mccarthy said it after the game that was the play of the game because if he doesn't make that play philly Philly goes ahead three two and who knows how the game is gonna end um i i wanted to ask you guys um with with this injury uh do you think mccarthy is like the sudden and forget it starter, or do you think the club goes after like another goalkeeper? It depends on how long the layoff will be. If it's three months, there's no reason to go spend crazy money on getting a veteran goalkeeper. You'll have your veteran back if he's coming back that quick. If it's a whole season, which these can be, you have to. Right at this point, you have to get another another player in in, in the mix. Um, we hope it's something won't be too long, but we all saw the injury, and that doesn't look like anything that's going to be a quick mend. That's yeah. for sure. I was worried about his career when I saw it. 
um, the first replays and what was going on with his leg. For me, I, my focus was, man, I just, I just hope he plays again because um, yeah. broken legs, dude, it's the wilderness, man. You don't know what's coming next. So on my end, I'm just I'm praying for him. Uh, you, you know, a guy, a, a man of his caliber, of his class, of his of his willingness to to embrace an organization and his fans. He doesn't deserve it like this, man. It's it's a hard it's a hard thing uh, to see him go through this, but it happened, you know. And uh, it's the sport, right? That we know the risks to the goalkeeping position. Um, we just, again, I, I'm just praying for him that he can recover from this altogether, and that's the first thing: is his health and his ability to recover. Yeah. Timelines, I'm going to assume it's going to be most of the year next year. So if that's mm-hmm. the case, get one. Uh, Bam, your thoughts? Yeah, like. If it's going to be at least six months of the season, then we have to go get another one. I'm sorry, but that's how it's got to be. Um, if it's less than looking at less than six months, then yeah, we can bring back, we can bring in a backup for John McCartney. McCarthy. To me, he does deserve a chance to start next season because of what he did. He deserves yeah. to to have have that chance. Um, but you know, with Max being only 28, which is still quite young for keepers. It all depends on how he comes back from this surgery. It's tough. Tough. Uh, Tony, your thoughts? Um, if short term, then honestly, you don't have to look for one. And McCarthy, you know what I mean? Like he can start any any team and on any team. You know what I mean? He's still that good. You just saw, like I said, what he did in the game. But Long term, it's kind of depending on how McCarthy, uh, McCarthy does, um, yeah, yeah, McCarthy does, or um, I guess Romero is there too. And again, it's either you do you bring in a a like veteran keeper that's really well that can replace, can start every day, or you just get a third backup or a second backup depending on how Romero or McCarthy are doing. Could even be a loan deal player who might be out of contract in the summer um give him his shot right uh and and do that but uh we know john we know this organization if you're doubting him at this point there's something wrong with you um they find ways they're clever we know they got it in the right place um yeah no no goofball tweets people it's going to be an interesting off season just ride ride the process and let's get it to opening day but uh they'll, they'll make the right decisions yes yeah, at least would not be losing anyone this year for the expansion draft. That is very true. Um, so the list started dropping, I think, today. The but it's not tomorrow. tomorrow. I saw some names pop. I think I think Carson yeah, yeah, yeah. dropped theirs early. Um, okay, that's fine, but we don't have to drop anything. The only thing we could do in this is possibly become like a, a trading uh, partner for another team that's at risk um, and, and get something that way. Kind of like that ransom kind of thing we see. Um, and then we just be that team that, that benefits from the end of all of it. And if that's to bring in a young keeper just to, to, to bolster things or an old vet, uh, well, so be it. Uh, our guys will figure it out. They're smart. We know this. They've always got an angle. So good on them. Trust all the right, system. So the, trust the system. Trust the process. We have a star on our chest to show that you need to trust the process. So deal with that. Um, perfect. Now, 
there's gonna be some other news we're gonna talk about down the line i think about free agency and all that but let's let's have fun first before we get into that kind of sadness okay uh so we'll jump right into the philadelphia match and the amazing thing that was this final um break it down for you get the goals get the highlights get the lineups you know what we do here um and and enjoy as tony takes us through a journey all right so philly lafc day game yet again one o'clock nice and warm actually a little cooler so that was better for everybody uh north end singing an hour early marching to the match finding a tailgate at the last second thanks to usc being so stingy with parking uh but we found a way and it actually turned out to be epic after the fact um lineups really interesting uh we were wondering about Chiellini we were debating about Chiellini looks like he was not ready the other guy that was not ready was Segura so you had Ibiaga and Mario starting at your center backs Hollingshead on the right Palacios on the left Cifuentes Sanchez Acosta the standards and Arango uh, Vela Boanga your standard right the only tough part was having those two guys having issues at the center back position. Ben, I know you got this one early as is some of us. Uh, you called this pretty much last episode, right? Which one? The the lineup? The Ibiaga Murillo combo, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I think um just because Chiellini just didn't seem hundred percent um in the Austin game and with Segura being out as well um against uh Austin, you know it's it all, all all signs pointed towards towards Ibiaga and Mario. I actually um spoke to Ibiaga in the locker room after the game, and I asked him, "Oh, wh- when did you find out that you were going to start?" And he was like, "Well, actually, I didn't know until the day of the final because they were still waiting on Chiellini to possibly be ready, and they were kind of going back and forth. But you know, when he walked into the door um, in the stadium on on Saturday, they told him, "Hey, you're starting." and you know, he told me he was preparing for that all, all week long, and that's really what helped him, you know, get ready for, for that match. That's that's amazing. Imagine that stress walking in not knowing, right? Am I, am I not? But he probably just had that feeling knowing, watching throughout the week the guys struggle. That's mm-hmm. eh, probably going to be me. If it's not, it's me for a half at least. Right. Uh, but Ibiaga, being the, the true professional that he is, he – you know, he was fine from the start, you know, fine from the get-go. He was ready for this. And and him and Mario is an interesting combination, right? Because Mario is a bit of a, mm-hmm. a loose cannon at times, <laughs> um, right? He's used, to, he's used to having a steady guy next to him, right? Yeah. That's that's usually his need. Um, not taking anything, anything away from Murray, but he usually likes to have one of those guys next to him. In this case, it was kind of, well, let's make do with what we have. Yep. The other side uh the big the big question was whether their um midfield would get shaken up and in this case it did so mclinn got the start mm-hmm. right bedoya did not bedoya right. was not ready for this game uh and so this is where and i guess he wasn't ready at all so that was <laughs> really interesting so mclinn uh i i mean bedoya kind of gave that away when he was talking mclinn up in the pregame right mm-hmm. he was yeah. making comments about him so he, he was definitely building the man up uh the rest of the lineup not a shock right ure and Kranz up top god's dog doing what he does martinez as your defensive mid flock on the left wagner on the left for left back elliot glessness anchoring the middle uh, Mbiazo, uh at right back and of course blake the star of the team still being the star of the team so here we go it moves it gets crazy 
What do we expect? The unexpected. It's a cup final. So I give it to you, Tony. Give us our turning points. Let's let this rip. So before I start, both of you actually predicted everything almost right. Yeah. One, yeah. one bam with a score line, but not the score line he wanted, which was six zero. <laughs> you also predicting with um it going to penalty kicks and going rough and then being physical. So just bringing that up because I was listening to the pod to just to see if we had any predictions that were right. So just want to bring that up that we were pretty on point on certain things. So let's just get into it. The nitty gritty and I'll build it up on the 26 minute, uh, 26 minute minute. There is a foul by uh, Joe, uh, Jose Martinez in front of the box on Vela, which gives us the opportunity for Acosta and Vela to be on top of the outside of the box for a free kick. Uh, Vela fakes to go into it. Acosta sh- takes the shot and hits. You do. Uh, I don't know what defender it was, and I don't care. He broke the cardinal rule of you just jump up. You don't turn your head. You don't do anything. You just take it in the face. He decides to put his head to the side. Ricochets off. Gets Blake to hesitate to dive to the wrong way, and we're up one nil. Was it McGlynn? I thought it might have been McGlynn on that. I think it was McGlynn, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, again, yeah. it didn't matter, but it's like you're taught as a defender when you're in that wall, as a defender, or midfielder, or whatever, you're taught just to kind of just take it in the face, take the pain, take whatever. But he decided to tilt his head to the side, which ricocheted off him and gave us the the head of the leeway into the head into 1 0. It was very unfortunate on his end because he was already making the move like that before the kick even happened. So it was just like, thanks for the bank shot, I guess. I will say this. Martinez with the foul seemed to be the story of the day. Martinez with the appropriate yellows was not. Uh, <laughs> and at this point, I, he was pretty much beating us up at this stage. So it was kind of fitting that that one of his fouls actually resulted in a goal because that's just called karma. Uh, <laughs> after all the hits he was doing, that they were brutal. They were absolutely brutal in this game, and it seemed like we had a referee that was like, I am not going to let my cards dictate what happens in this match. You all are just going to have to figure it out out here. I'll call the fouls, but I'm not going to determine who stays on the field, which was scary, right? Dangerous for us, but there we go. Uh, Continuing forward, of course, I will say this with Acosta getting the goal on the play. I know the big conversation this year was, man, his goals are down right he's not he's not putting the ball away like he normally does well there's your gift everybody he just waited till the absolute end to give it to you so good on him for doing that all right let's keep going man um more just attempts more fouls just throughout the whole game for the we'll just talk about the first half because that's about it that happens in the first half going into the half we go one zero but um this is a good opportunity to talk about the referee um he was letting a lot of things go a hundred percent. It was very chippy. There was a lot of calls that should have been fouls. It should have been yellows. And it was just like, at one point there was maybe a kind of bias towards Philly. And then, but then it turned to like a bias towards us. It was a very odd way of referee in this game. You can tell that he didn't want to dictate it. And, but he also mm-hmm. was losing control of the game in general. He was dictating the match by allowing it to get out of hand. Right. That's the thing. You don't want to you don't want to make a, a you know 10 versus 11 situation. But if it's warranted, 
give the cards, man. Like, seriously, it's ridiculous. Uh, people are going to get hurt. It's that simple. But here we are. We knew this. Bam gave us fair warning when we were talking about the preview and, and the way this referee was. His percentage of giving cards was like less than what, what, 2% or some weird statistic like that. Right, Bam? Yeah, so he was averaging uh, 3.5 yellows a game and 0.25 reds a game. He'd only given 50 out of his 202 MLS games have been red cards. 0.25. Yeah. Again, not his thing. He's not going to, that's what, one every four games, I guess, if you would really break that down. Um, that's some madness right there. So he doesn't do it anyway. He wasn't going to do it here. It was going to have to be us gritting it out. A grit game was required. Take the mission, move forward. Our guys started giving it back. They benefited from this as well, and we keep on going. I will say before we jump on to the second half, shout out to the 3252 uh, for the amazing Goku Tifo. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Tony's the expert on these sorts of things. See, I told you I'd mess up. So the amazing Tifo with the flares and all that other fun stuff. Tony, you, you explain this, sir. So it was Gogeta. So it's a fusion of Vegeta, uh, Go Goku and Vegeta. It's um it's a fusion dance. There's another version called Vegito. Um, once I saw it, I again this is why I was excited because I finally got my anime Tifo as most and stuff like that. So don't worry, Joseph. That was the same thing that was happening. I remember during setup, there was one of the workers there. He's like, "Oh, that's Goku," or like, "That's Goku," and all this stuff. Like, that's well, no. He says like he understands the fusion, but he thought it was with the earrings. I was like, "Oh no, 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 no! It's with the dance and like you know, blah blah blah." Yeah, the nerd in me of with the anime and stuff like that. That's why. But it was greatly done. We also got a shout out from the creator of the series of Dragon Ball on his Instagram. And then he finally, after the fact, also gave credit to PSG. But he hit us up first and then them. So there you go. What has man? It was good. We were pushing the envelope yet again, pushing the supporter culture forward yet again in this league, changing it. And even better, not only the North End was singing, the entire stadium was singing. It's everything you want in a cup final from the fan base. Um, it, they did it right. What, 500 or so supporters from the other side went as well. Some empty seats. Guys are weirding me out with that. Um, especially how desperate we needed tickets. I don't get it, but whatever. We were there. They were there. They were singing too. I give them credit for that. You could hear them at times when, you know, we decided to drink a water. Um, <laughs> and maybe you could hear them. But otherwise, dude, it was wild. It was beautiful. Cup finals the way they're supposed to be. That was first half. Impressions, um, Ben, on the first half. Um, yeah, I think Philly did a really great job of um, keeping Chicho and Buanga in check. I feel like they were, you know, putting a lot of pressure on them. I don't think they got a lot of touches in the first half. I think Vela was probably the most active offensive player for LAFC. Um, and yeah, it's just, it was great to have two really good options um, off the free kick. You pick your poison. You have Vela, you have Acosta. I mean that if even if you're Andre Blake, I mean you you can't really guess who's gonna shoot it. So I'm just happy that it worked out that way where Acosta got the shot and it deflected off the wall for, for the goal. But yeah, just um for the first half that that's all I saw. Just um 
you know, after that goal, LAFC were able to kind of calm down a little bit and, you know, control the game a little bit more. Yeah, that's that's how the first half ended with the one goal lead. Somehow, someway surviving and getting to half. Do you think it was more of bottling Orango and Buongo or just pummeling to the point where they can't they can't be functional because you're just hacking them? Yeah, I think they were just trying to, you know, they knew that they couldn't contain all three, so maybe they just try to contain at least two of them. Um, you know, Vela's gonna gonna get his his touches on the ball. Um, I think Buang, maybe Buang. I, I know Chicho was very frustrated um, in the game. You know, they kept pushing him around, and I even saw Chirundolo yelling at him a few times, saying, "Hey, you know, like I, I don't know what he was saying, but they were going back and forth, um, yelling yelling at each other." So, yeah, I think. I think uh, Philadelphia really frustrated um, Chicho and, and Buanga in the first half. Yeah, I think it was the the mental aspect, right? You're not going to get your calls, man, and yeah. don't don't let it hang you up. You still have to make it work. Yeah, the ref was um, letting yeah. them play. Yeah, uh, you don't have a choice at this point. You can cry about it, or you can go win a cup. That's mm-hmm. your option. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that you know, if there was any coach that was going to tell you how it goes. This was the one to get, to do it. Uh, yeah. Bam, I'll throw it to you, man. Your your thoughts about the first half? Your 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 final your hit on this? Uh, the first half, uh, watching the game, just hearing the pure atmosphere coming from not only the two fifty two but the whole stadium. It sounded like a massive party. Everyone was having fun. Everyone was pushing the team further and all that. Uh, Philly did what we kind of expected Philly to do: play that physical game, play that rough, play that tough get down to the nitty-gritty, and it was good to see our guys stand up and go, no, we're not going to take this. Last year, we weren't standing up to that kind of stuff. Um, to be honest, over our short history, we haven't really stood up to the nitty-gritty games. But having no. the players stand up to that showed where we have come and where we're going as a club. So the first half, yes, it was only 1-0. Should have been more. Should have been, for either side, should have scored more goals, but Going into the half one deal, I was happy. Exactly. You know, you take a lead into the half, and I think I mentioned this last episode. The goal was to either be level or be ahead by half, because if you're not, it's a hard march back against the way that team is built. Um, thankfully, a shootout was required for the second half for them to get back into it, which which basically led to our moments. So let's move into the second half. Tony. Bring us into it, man. At the 59th minute, so quickly into the second half. Um, it this this is like a kind of a weird play because it almost looked like uh Martinez shot the ball, but it was a really hard, quick pass. And watching it real time, you think um Gazdad was offsides, but after you look at it, you saw that Cheeky was right. Uh, if I ever think it was Cheeky who kept him on sides, but it was a quick pass. Unfortunately, Max kind of guessed. What's up? Go for it, man. I'm sorry. It, it wasn't a pass. He went for a shot. He mishit that shot. It, it was a mishit shot. It wasn't a pass. He was going for for goal. And fortunately for them, Gasag was there to go, thank you very much. Yeah. All the players, everyone's like, yep, that's a shot. And Gasag's like, nope, thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, give Gazdag credit. Handling that play is difficult. Very difficult. That's a high-skilled play. Um, and it did freeze us completely because why wouldn't it? 
no one's going to expect that where you, where you, you trap a shot on goal and somehow keep it in your wheelhouse right in the moment. That's some sorcery right there. Uh, give him credit. I do. I, it was an amazing finish from them. Now they weren't doing anything up until that point. They were not in this game offensively. We had bottled them up. Right. And so it was very unfortunate that that happened. Bang, bang play. That is your classic cup final. What happened moment. Right. Cause there's nothing we could have done in this play. You can't, well, this guy should have been here. No, man, that was a bang, bang, crazy play. The soccer guys were telling us you're not going to get it easy on the day. And that was one of those big moments where guess what? Wake up. You're in a cup final. Uh, ben, your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it was, it was very unexpected. Uh, I, I agree with Bam. Um, it was definitely a shot. It was not a pass. No way. I think if he tries to make a pass, it doesn't get there. <laughs> so I think that tells you all, all you need to know. Um, yeah, it was, it was, a uh, you know, kind of a, a punch to the face, but, you know, fortunately, um, the team was able to to pick themselves back up, and I'm sure Tony will will tell us more about it. And we 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 keep going, right, Tony? Yes, the 83rd minute. Now, as most of you, maybe all of you in the stands, I, we thought we had it here, where it was a cross and a corner kick from Vela Murillo for all the mistakes he made, which he does make one more mistake. We'll get to that, but. Out of all the mistakes, he scores what would have been, if not for what happens next, the game-winning goal with a nice beats the play, beats his defender, and heads it perfectly past Blake. And we just we thought this was it. Like we were celebrating because 83rd minutes are very hard. Like you know what I mean. But again, Cup final. Your guys' thoughts on it? Go for it, Joseph. I'll just say this. The LAFC way changed in the playoffs. Early season, a lot of, a lot of reasons because of fall, but we, we were good on the headers, good on the crosses. We had an aerial game, and then it dried up, and then that slump happened, right? And then somehow, somewhere in the playoffs, all of a sudden, the dynamic aerial game reappears. And in every playoff game to this point, we get one. We get one. And this was one of those. And this time you were out jumping out physical play on one of the toughest teams in the league on the dead ball. And you get there. Um, Mario power header thing of beauty. Good on him. Great play altogether. I'll throw it to uh, you, Ben impressions. Yeah. I mean, uh, like Tony said, in my opinion, I, I thought the game was done um, there. Um, I was I was really excited to see that goal go in, and to go back off to um the goal set pieces in in the playoffs. This 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 run was was, was crazy. I mean, I think they scored five five of the nine goals that LAFC scored in the playoffs were after set pieces. So you know that just goes to show um you know the work that the team has put in um in the training sessions and how they really you know locked down on on these things because. When you have these, you know, high stake games and they're so intense, it's not always about who plays better. You have to take advantage of those set pieces, and I think LAFC did a really good job of that. Um, I think uh, Chuandolo mentioned uh, Marco Santos, the assistant coach. He was the one in charge of of handling that department. So, kudos to him and kudos to Mario for getting on the end of that. 
Good. That, that, I mean, again, the weapon, <laughs> he has that, that's the tool. Uh, bam, from your perspective, watching from, from TV, seeing how this all played out. I mean, where were you on the floor at this point? I, I was, ec- I was ecstatic the moment they hit the back of the net. Cause I'm there watching it coming and going, all right, from the corner, let's see what happens. And then out of nowhere, he comes running in and heads the ball. Like there was no one near him. It was like, what's going on? That doesn't happen to us kind of stuff. He runs in, heads the ball, back of the net. I I hear the roar of the crowd before I see the net shake. So if I knew that you guys knew it was in. And yeah, I'm just ecstatic going, yes, we've won this. We have a hand on, on the cup. Seven more minutes and we have two hands on the cup. Yeah, just kill this game. Please just kill this game. I think we were all there and we thought they were. It really had the vibe because, again, this team managed Philadelphia three shots on target the entire game. What was the score again? Back to you, Tony. (laughs) (sighs) And not even two minutes later, and while we're all celebrating, trying to get our composure the old lafc rears its ugly head of we get complacent we forget to do our assignments and in the 85th minute with an assist from wagner the quote-unquote better player than bale jack elliott scores the tying goal it was a very like dysfunctional thing. I think we were still, I think the players thought like we have this in the bag, we can just run out with it. But as we all thought, you know what I mean? Like 83rd minute, like this is just what the game was foreshadowing or what's going to happen. And we end up tied two two. your thoughts, Joseph on this one. Jack Elliott is a dangerous, dangerous man. Uh, he's done it all year. Every time you think you have these guys bottled up, they find a way. This is the Philadelphia way. We should not be surprised by this as, as sad as the moment was at that time. This is Philadelphia. This is why they were in the final. They know how to play dead balls. If you think our stats are impressive, go check out Philly stats when it comes to dead balls. This is what they do. That's why they have monsters on their back line. You saw how they outsized us back there. And in this case, I still don't know how he got that good of a header from that kind of distance, from that angle, but he did. Uh, And no one's going to stop this. They're not. It was a perfect play for them. It was an ideal play. They weren't going down. You can be mad. You can fault this. We're terrible. Whatever. You want to play that game? You can. But that's a classic Philly goal. It is not a surprise they did what they did. The distance was a little bit shocking to me, but the power was there. Uh, I'll go to you, Bam. Your thoughts in that moment as you were watching this? Heart just pure sunk. Um, going back and watching it over and over again, if at any stage we want to sit there and go, they scored because of X, Y, Z, you unfortunately will have to t- put it to Bwonga. Bwonga was manning yeah. him. Bwonga let him go. He scores. But that being said, though, it is what it is. We learn from this. We've learned over the last five years how much we can change. We learn from this. We move forward and we keep going. 
yeah, he was beat on the play. There was no doubt. It was a mis- it was definitely a mismatch. Um, and they took advantage of that. Uh, which I'll go to you, Ben. You were up were you up, you were up in the box, right? Liz? Yeah, I was in the press box, yeah. What was going on up there? Man, it's funny because when Mario scored the goal, I was already like typing up my story. Oh, LAFC wins MLS Cup. And I'm sure like everybody else was too. When Philadelphia scores, all you see is like everybody typing again because you know the script has changed. So like it's just a brand new, brand new script. Like it was just <laughs> all games. Like kept changing my story, kept changing. Yeah, you, you could just see the frustration from the, all the writers up there. Just like man, like somebody please win. <laughs> like it just keeps changing. So yeah, it was it was crazy to see, but. Yeah, uh, I agree with Bam. It was a, uh, it was Buanga's man. He just kind of let him go there, and it was unfortunate to see. I, the crowd just got super quiet at that moment. You could just feel the energy from the band just being sucked out. And yeah, I mean, after Murillo scored, I'm just like, park the bus, please, like just park the bus. I don't care, whatever it takes. But yeah, it was just sad to see, and hope. Um, I'm sure Tony will explain what happens after this. Because the the game of the century continues, um, I, I think that is hilarious. The way you're like, yeah, there's how to read. The... <laughs> Thanks for the press box. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I just thought uh, so, so, it couldn't have been quiet. That's what I figured. Because when you're up there, you have to be like a church mouse, right? I mean, yeah. you can't show emotions. You got to have a vein popping out at this yeah. point. But I'm sure. There was there was some noise, right? I mean, it was impossible to see. Yeah, no, there was definitely like people talking, and I, I just every time a goal was scored, I would look around and see like the emotions, and yeah, it was it was crazy. <laughs> Break the mold, couldn't help it. It's too crazy. All right, Tony, give us more madness, sir. So there was a opportunity for us to win it in regulation. With seven, with an extra seven minutes, because there's another extra nine minutes that we're gonna get to. But there was a juggle in ball, and we'll just get to the end of the part of it. I felt I watched this from the capital stand because I just was dead, like locked onto it. I felt like my eyes just zoomed in like a sniper scope or like binoculars. Hollingshead had his foot up right at the ball and could have passed it past Blake, but pulled back and because he thought it was going in and Blake had an easy pass. It was right there. And it was just, I think it, I, again, I don't know what happens if uh, Hollingshead puts a tap on the ball. Does it change the trajectory? Does it, does it go in? Uh, who knows? But that was the opportunity to close it in at regulations and you can just see everyone's head just literally just grab like their just fall or grab their like head like scratching like oh my god it was right there dude that collective sigh from the whole st- you could hear it it was insane the groan right and i think the announcer for mls review show were like why didn't he go into it with his head he w- it was again bang bang play but he was dead set i'm gonna i'm gonna hit this thing in but if you looked at it, if you simply just went forward two feet, you probably could have headed the damn thing in. Um, but again, bang, bang, play. How are you going to think about that in the moment? It's next to impossible. 
I feel bad for Hollingshead in the moment because he got himself in the right place. He did everything he had to do. Just the last step didn't happen. And of course, at this point of the game, at that stage, everyone's fatigued. So, yeah, there we go. Um, Bam, I, I know you fell out of your chair in that moment. You had to. Uh, I was just, I was watching the game in bed still. I, I just woke up with the game on in bed. So I was, I was laying in bed watching the game. It's, thankfully, it was. At some stages, I was just wrapped up in my blanket going, no, this is impossible. But laying there, seeing this going, what the hell is going on? We almost had it. That was that would have been it. That's done and dusted. But seeing during that extra time, everyone was tired. Everyone was running off on their feet. But they kept pushing. They kept trying for it, which wouldn't have happened last year. Wouldn't have happened a year before. So whatever dollars came in and changed has been amazing for this team on their fitness levels. The intensity level, right? It was even going into the overtime, nobody was just like, I'm slowing this game down. You didn't get that drag out game. They usually get in overtime. Instead, they're like, let's just keep running and gunning. Like, well, we'll see what happens. There was no change to it. They didn't sit back and just wait for a counter on this. They were like, no, we're, we're going to go into the sprint. We're going we're gonna to fight this thing through. So as much as frustration as they had, it was just like, no, we just got to keep going, hammer away. Um, ben, from your perspective, I mean, really, they didn't, they weren't really abandoning their systems, right? They just kept moving, right? Yeah. I mean, are you talking about overtime now? Well, I mean, just to the end of the whistle. I mean, oh, it was, yeah, no, they, they kept pushing. Yeah. Even after um, Philly scored the 2 2, yeah, LAFC, they, they didn't, want, I don't think they wanted it to go to overtime. They wanted it to finish in regulation. And yeah, they, they had the chance with Hollingshead, you, you know, right there. I, from my view, I, he he was so close to getting to that, and I mean, if, if he if he puts that in the back of the net, you, you build him a statue. I don't care. <laughs> oh, there's 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 about eleven statues that need to be built after this one, and and the next moments that Tony's going to mention, we'll explain why. So, to you, sir, you may continue. Well, I want to mention something to give a shout out to your daughter, which was actually I I, I forgot to tell you this earlier, which was ironic is Hollingshead. Who did he walk out with? My daughter. Yeah. And exactly, yeah. which was also like the best, like kind of like, you know, you that was your boy, and you were saying that he was outscored. And at the end of the season, your daughter seems to get the the choice uh the opportunity to walk out with the player you thought would score more than Brian Rodriguez, which you're right. It was my guy this year, man. Yeah. Um, and and it was funny is my daughter last time we played a playoff game and she went out on the field like that, she got Kyle Beckerman. So I was like, I told her, I'm like, tell her, don't go with the bad guys. And I think that's exactly what she said is don't make me walk out with the bad guys, um, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, but then I also found out that she fa- she went fangirl on on Latif in the in the tunnel when she was supposed to be taking it serious. And she went into a hug fest with him because um, that's her all time hero. But Holling said, like, she was like, he's so nice. He gave me a hug afterward. Like, again. <laughs> Ryan Hollingshead's the man. So um, to see him in the moment, to see what he did in this game, I mean, let's just give it to him, man. He, he was amazing. And yes, the moment didn't happen there, but the fact that he was in that position as a right back just tells you the story of Ryan Hollingshead. So there's that. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into this overtime madness because this is the most epic overtime in league history. And, and <sighs> some ways, 
football history because that just this is not normal. I just Go wanted to bring it. it up because here's where everyone's emotions get brought back again. Because I just wanted a happy moment right now because this is where everything brings down. So I'll bring in the substitutions because those are exp- important. Yeah. So in the 91st minute, uh, Acosta comes out for Tello. So Tello shows up. And in the 97th minute, Vela comes out for Bale or comes in for, or yeah, comes out and Bale comes in. And then, so it took a lot of time, but it was at the, the 116th minute, that's when uh, Max gets his red card, but he gets a yellow card first. Out of a uh, Murillo doing Murillo things. And it was the play of the game. Max does not. Yes, uh, uh, Big Mac gets the MVP because of his heroics of what he had to do. But the real MVP for literally throwing his body out there and saving us from probably a goal that most likely is a goal 99.9% of the time he goes one-on-one with I don't even know who cares whoever it is Corey work and oh Corey okay Corey <laughs> yeah because no, I want to kill Corey but because he killed Max and collide with max and stuff like that and everybody in the north end knew he was done it because as we all know when max goes in for a tackle and goes hard he automatically gets up that's his first reaction he automatically gets up i think he wanted to at first but then quickly realized it wasn't going to happen and sadly he went into a little bit of shock there um his his first reaction was he sat up and wife started to train us. He knew he was done. His first reaction was trying to get on here. Yeah. A broadcast here immediately went away from it because they quickly knew, but those moments who saw it, ah, man, you want to cry for him, you know? Um, yeah. Go for it. The, I want to say something like Philly fans. They showed up. There's, there was one Philly fan who decided to like, be brave and walk through our tailgate, which I was like, there's always gonna be that one a-hole around and everything like that. But um for like we have an injured player, there's going to be a VAR check at it, but then you see the Philly fans, the supporter Philly fans chanting VAR, VAR. Honestly, I'm gonna make it unfriendly. Fuck you guys. Like honestly. <laughs> Like, <laughs> fuck you. Like, there's a player injured that could be, like, season-ending, career-ending, and you want to chant VAR, VAR? Like, who are you? Like, that's not supporter culture. That's not even a chant. That's, like, a dumbassery thing. I, 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 will, I would say this. Put the shoe on the other foot, man. Do you really think... In a cup final, the 3252 wouldn't be friggin' howling at that at yellow card. Yeah, but we won't be chanting VAR. Like, most of us just do this, and that's it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, come on, look at it. We don't actually do a freaking chant with our drum saying that. Like, ah, that man, was very, okay. like, yeah. it's, it's see, a cup see, final, I'm, man. Yeah, go, be I'm going to take the other way where in the past, I have been in the, in the away section that have sung this 
when one of the opposition players went down, dig a hole, dig a hole, dig a hole. I, I'll admit I've done that in the past and all that. Um, look, is it classy? No. Does it happen? Of course it happens. Will it always happen? It will always happen. It's one of the things where if it's not your player, you're going to say stuff like that. It's the you got to look at it too. It's 2-2, extra time, cup final. Emotions are starting to run really hot right now. You know, you've just been... Yeah. 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 You've just got a, a goal-scoring opportunity taken away from you. Like, even that, like, going, going by everything that was done, they never actually went to VAR. It was the assistant referee that came over and talked to the ref. They never actually went to VAR. They didn't have to. It's a red card. It's a record. You could you could debate because Burke kind of overhit the ball when he tried to get around him. Because part of me felt I'm not sure Burke's getting to this one. I think we'll recover here. But then then the hit happened in, in almost an inch. But in my head was like, "Ooh, man, he overhit that." And then we saw what happened. From the Philly perspective, they don't know he's that badly injured. They're all the way up on top of the stadium, man, like far far away. Um, I'm not giving them an excuse because honestly, it. It woke everybody up in the stadium. When they did that, it let everybody up. I, I mean, Ben, you you heard it. Like the howl that came from the LAC supporters when they did that, it woke everybody up like enraged at that point. And then it the, the songs were flying and now it was whole stadium. They gave it right back. The booze went back. I think it it helped our support by them doing that. It backfired on them with that attitude, right? Mm-hmm. But I know why they did it. I'm not mad at him for it. It's 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 the battle. It's the final. You're gonna do things that that aren't always the greatest thing, and and they're not gonna get you a Nobel Prize or anything like that. You're not right. But in the moment, it didn't help their cause. I'll say that. No. no. Did, did, you, did you hear anything like any in the impact? Was did you hear anything or no? No. Uh, no, there was okay. no sound on the play, which is kind of the saddest thing because when a player does break a leg in a lot of cases, the impact got absorbed by the break, right? So you're mm-hmm. not hearing the impact. You're just the guy's flopping. Um, and yeah. his leg had – I'm pretty sure both bones were broken, um, lower leg. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly – from what I saw in the way it immediately did uh, – so gross. But yeah, having been in this sport and seen a lot of ugly things – I think we all knew what it was the minute we saw it. When he started shaking, that's when I got worried because I knew he was going into shock, and that, yeah. that's dangerous. That's very dangerous. And so, yeah, it, I dude, it, it, it sunk my heart uh, just to see him go down like that. And, yeah, I was expecting the red to get pulled. I mean, the one guy that didn't want to pull the red was the referee, and he had to pull a red. He didn't have a choice. He yeah. did not have a choice. You'd be mad about it. He did not have a choice. Um, he, he had to do it proper. And if he didn't do the red card, then he's not doing his job. That yeah. simple, which we accused him of that throughout the game because he wasn't, right? Mm-hmm. You yep. see the stats, you go, that was bizarre. But in this case, it's just so obvious you have to do your job. Um, and so here we go. Uh, J Mac coming in out of nowhere. His conversations about having to go pee and not getting to go pee was, was <laughs> you guys, oh god, that was funny. Um, and then that he was possibly going in anyway was the other funny thing to learn about about the strategy. And again, the LAFC w- way where 
every scenario has been played out and they've got a plan for it is is pretty darn amazing from this side because they really you could tell everything like a biaga right i might be going in if the, so like every contingency is thought about in this case it was penalty kicks and so jmac wasn't completely unprepared to get minutes in this game he was not um was he surprised yes was he inspired by max doing what he did oh hell yes um it's just as tony's going to explain in the next play we couldn't get out of that hole the minute we were put in it and that was the real when you watched. I mean, the, the minute the play restarts after this injury, our guys are kind of in a situation where they cannot escape. They've got they've 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 got the the they got us wrapped pretty much, and they're not going to let us out in this moment. And Tony, how did it fall? Um, so if, so Matt comes in for a uh, Opoku goes out now. The reason I Opoku goes out is because Philly gets to choose on a red card who gets to go out. I think that was what they were. That's what they were saying on the broadcast, and I was just like, "What? I don't remember this role, but I guess not." But what no, anyway. no, no, okay, no, no. so that's why I was like, I was hearing those problems. I'm like, I don't remember this role. I'm like, again, MLS, well, MLS, but okay, I guess. Because no, no. let's be honest, if Philly got to got to choose, Bale's going out, not a poker. True, maybe. Oh, yeah, or you take out a center back. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you got no center backs. Take out a no. They you took out the youngest guy on the side, right? with the least experience in that situation. And that's what they did. I feel bad for Poku because he was putting in good quality. Like he, you saw, he was ready for this one. Um, and he had, we lost him, um, which stinks, but. All right. Now let's get into yeah. the, uh, the dagger of that at the time. So it was literally a, just a jumble of a play. It got crossed in, got reset it in. And then they, cross it in and Mac actually blocked the initial header. So he was on the point and unfortunately he just didn't have enough. It just, it deflected off him and just fell onto Elliot's hand and Elliot scored. And you just, that's when I kid you not. I re went back to look at tweets. I went back. I look at Instagram stories when they were out there. A lot of people turned to freaking God at that time or whatever you believe in universe whatever but everyone's like you could feel the like the energy just sucked out of the stadium if you weren't a philly fan but like you just it hit me like i was just like like i said in the beginning not this way this is not how our season ends like it doesn't it it doesn't but 32 52 of course kept, kept continuing to cheer but in that moment also, karma is a mother effer because Martinez decides to do the crying thing to our fans, and we'll get back to that in a second. Your thoughts, you guys? I'll throw it out there. Um, one, Burke got hurt on that play. I forgot to mention it. He did get hurt on that play, too, and he's essential to their lineup. Um Yes, in the moment I got numb, numb, like like I actually felt the the tingle right down the spine, like like that sense of dread hit. Uh, I think that's where we're at. But at the same time, it's like it can't go down this way. It's just there's no justice in this. Um, was the anger that I felt? It, it moved quickly to anger, and then it's like 
just like when when another side celebrated on our field, I'm not giving you this, you know, I'm not giving you this. And I think that was where it was at. It went, it went to anger in in a split second in the north end. You could feel it, sadness to anger. Now, no, no, you're not going to do, do this to us. And then it kind of spread as well. And they were singing everywhere. It got quiet for a short time, but then it, bam, it hit hard again. And we kept going. Um, ben, I mean, I'm sure you noticed a, a lull, but it came right back, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that goal took, I mean, a lot out of that stadium. Um, I, I, for me personally, I I thought it was done. I thought I thought the game was over. Um, I asked um, Escobar and Chiellini in the locker room, and they they said the same thing. You know, they thought it was over too. Um, in the sidelines, um, being on the bench, but. For the players on the field, I asked Ilie and Ibiaga the same question, and they were like, no, um, we didn't think it was over. Because for Ilie, at least, he said that Max came to his head. Um, the thought of Max and, you know, Max telling them to fight until the end. And that's kind of what, what kept Ilie going. And for Ibiaga, it was more of like, you know, how do we reorganize? How do how do we get back in this? Because there was still five, seven minutes left. So, you know, there was plenty of time. And you can see Chirundolo, um just kind of from the sidelines, you know, pushing his players up, like, come on, let's go. Let's go. Like, we, we, we're not going to give up. So I think being on the field was was different because, you know, obviously um, you had the situation with Max and that kind of gives you that motivation to, you know, fight for your teammate. And us from the sidelines, you know, we don't have that adrenaline going. So it's easy for us to, you know, kind of just put our heads down and say, oh, you know, well, that, that's it. So I think that that was a big difference. Um, but for me, yeah, I, I, I thought it was done. Yeah, go for it, Bam. Um, yeah, I'm saying with Ben, my heart sank. I, I thought we were done, thought that was it. Um, tears were coming to my eyes. I just didn't know what to expect. Um, watching back, though, this is where I have some criticism of our own fans. Don't throw shit on the field. Don't throw shit on the field. I don't care. When, I don't care who it is. It can be Carson. Don't throw shit on the field. These are professional players. You throw something on there, you hurt them. You hit them in the eye. You just ruin their career. You have. Not them. You have. They're out there to give us some entertainment and all that kind of stuff. But just don't throw shit on the field. Plain and simple. Took away from it, didn't it? It, it did. A hundred, as, it did 100%. Yeah. Just seeing they have they have the right to celebrate a game-winning goal. We all thought it was a game-winning goal. They have the right to celebrate that. You have no right to try and hit them with Bottles, cups, whatever. Don't do it. Don't be that dick. It's a criminal act. It's called assault. Throwing from that distance, that's assault. That's what it is. Um, because it's a, a large group of people, you get away with it, a cowardly way. But man, yeah, do better, right? Do better, be better. That ain't, that ain't staying golden, that's for sure. Um, and it's, it's unfortunate to see. Um you know, thankfully nobody did get hurt. Guys kept playing. Our team kept playing. They get lost in it. Um, 
But yeah, it is bad juju, man. Yeah, you can't go that way for sure. Bam's right. That ain't good. That ain't good at all. Um, I did notice, of course, with the players, their heads weren't down. Um, it was it was anger. Like they let one in, like, oh, we couldn't get out of there because they could not get they were trapped on that play. And every time we tried to clear it, just there was another body there. Um, it was really frustrating because it was one play. It was right when he comes back. And yeah, and and once that was done with, then the game became back to us again. And of course, in my head, I'm like, well, there's gonna be a second one gonna fall on us, right? Because you're down a man. It's just the natural, the natural way of things in this sport, right? They're gonna get another one because you're down a man and you're desperate. But our guys had other ideas. Um, and so I throw it to you, Tony, because resilience, yes, is is now an LAFC keyword. All right. Um play by play on this one because it was a throw-in from Cheeky to Elie. And Elie traps it, gets it back. Cheeky gets it and he tears it down that left line all the way to the byline and crosses it in to Gareth Effin Bale. There was a post by one of the like podcasts that's been talking that's been beginning bigger, and then I think they're in Austin or in Texas or whatever talking about, and they posted this that day. Gareth Bale shows up in big games and give you those big goals. And he, that one honestly brought tears to everyone's eye of just happiness and in just I'm like I said, I'm getting goosebumps just reliving that and like everything like that. But it just brought the stadium back, and it we knew we knew it was it was still ours to 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 come back to, for us to win, and it was just euphoria. Like we still have a chance; it's not over. And I'll let it let you guys go for it because. Uh, I never hugged, high-fived, punched, thrown, done so many crazy-ass things in a matter of probably 10 seconds than I did in that moment. Um, You could wrap all the New Year's Eve celebrations into one second, and this was it. Anything you've ever celebrated, it all came into one moment at one time, and it was this one. And uh, Chiki, who's got dogged by me many, many times on this podcast, you've heard me do it, could not whip a cross any tighter or closer to touch, right? Closer to the line than it in that moment. It looked like it was going to head out. And somehow he hooked that ball and put it right to the penalty spot. And Bale knew where to be because Bale always knows where to be in big games. And somehow, some way, out jumped a man that's probably got four inches on him I, I, I again gareth effing bale i think we said that 27 times in our section when he did it how does this man do this in every competition he wants it he does it and again he comes in and does the job because that's gareth bale i i'm befuddled um, like I said, I could not stop laughing because, of course, it's him. Of course, it's cheeky, right? Of course, it's Ilya with 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 the dime pass. Um, 
who who talked to us um, about how he had lost two cup finals at home and could not let it happen again. And he's the guy that makes the setup, right? He sends Palacios on his way. You can't script it any better. It can't feel any better as a football fan in that moment. It is just pure gold. Um, Ben, <laughs> again, reactions from you, sir, and, and what you saw in that moment from the press box to the to the floor. Yeah, um, I was in shock. Uh, I I really couldn't believe what I was seeing. Um, I I uh, grabbed my one of my uh, partners uh, like his head. I just put my hands around <laughs> it like this. I I don't know what to do because I. I couldn't really scream or jump or anything. Kind of gotta stay professional, but yeah, it it wasn't after like I got home that I watched like all the videos, and that's when it like really hit me. Like I started to get emotional, and yeah, I still watch that goal like at least ten, fifteen times a day. I, I just can't get over it. Um, every every time I watch it, it it just gets better and better every time, and. Yeah, like I feel like whoever saw that goal, whether it was live or or on TV, um, you don't really need an image. You can just kind of imagine it in your head, and it's still like still gonna be the same feeling. And yeah, just just um, just emotions like running through me um, when that goal went in, and yeah, just. I lost it inside. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't express it um, outwardly. But yeah, it, I knew that when that goal went in, there was no way we were going to lose that game. No, we just we just took it. We just took it back. We 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 jacked that back. Um, it's a moment I'm never going to forget for the rest of my life. And any football fan that got the pleasure of watching that live, you will never forget this moment because it is that special. It is that unique. It is that strange to come back down a man to the best defense in the league. And somehow, some way you're first to it. And yeah, something I will never forget. Something I will cherish the moment. It's just damn special. Um, and I can leave it at that and go to Bam because I know you want to talk on this one. You've got to talk on this one. You have the floor, sir. Give us your thoughts, man. If you're more than halfway up the 32-52 at that stage, if you went four or five rows forward from where you started the game after that goal went in, did you really celebrate I know for sure if I if I was in the 3052, I would have been four or five rows forward, plain and simple. After that goal went in, the euphora, everything just came out of nowhere. Um, at this stage, because it was a Sunday morning game, a lot of my mates in Australia were waking up, messing me, going, "What's going on? You've lost a game!" Ha ha, giving me all that all that kind of stuff as mates do that don't really follow the league. Then when Bale scored that, they all just went, what the hell have I just watched? That was ridiculous. Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, Tony? I was going to say, the, the, the closest goal I have to that in my watching live is the Sergio Ramos goal in the Champions League final 
on the cross where he wins it for Real Madrid. That's the closest thing I've had to this. But to see it in person is a whole different feeling on being both ends of watching it on TV and being live. You'll never forget that. Never. There's nothing more dramatic. Nothing. I don't care. I know it's my side. Been in all the games I've ever watched. Nothing where it's that. Again, we had nine minutes of injury time and we were in minute eight. There was no time left. There, That was the only thing because you don't put that one away. They get the ball back. The clock gets eaten up and somewhere in the midfield this game ends and we're all crying for the wrong reasons. It had to be that moment. It had to be that time. I'm going to Rage Against the Machine song. I know, guys. But that was it. That was your chance. And you took it, and you move forward, and you go to penalty kicks. Simple. Right? Yes. Yes. Before we go to penalty kicks, we have to... Well, we're going to do a little thing, thing different. Let's go to the album of the week right now, because this is like the perfect opportune time to just drop album of the week. <laughs> All right, you can throw your album. I'm not even put the thing because we're still in the match, but you yeah. explain the moment how, how a song becomes an anthem and why it has to be album of the week. Exactly. So we we had this discussion. Now I we put it in our chat. We're like, you know what the album has to be, right? And 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 anyone who is there can understand this. There's even a Twitter where uh uh, the the DJ, uh, D, not our DJ Fresco, but Mando Fresco. Mando Fresco puts it out there in the thread of what happened, and so the app and how much he only had time. So the album of the week is Donde. Who I can't. Even, I'm like just sorry. Like the emotions are just getting to who had los niños, and the song that comes off that album is Oye mi amor. Because that just became the anthem because we were all tense. Like, so that goal comes, it, there's a one more chance opportunity. He calls it whatever. And he only, like I said, Don Fresco only had a, a song and a half to play. Was going to play Red Hot Chili Peppers, but decided to play an uplifting song to get us to all sing. And Armia Moore comes on and changes everything. And that stadium becomes... A little bit lighter and less tense. It got him ready. It got him prepped. That's for sure. He did end up playing that Red Hot Chili Pepper song after that, though, right yeah, before the course. kicks were taken, um, which was Can't Stop, which was our song last week. Yeah. Freaking amazing and cool uh, that it that that was the mind. That's what I remember in the moment because that's me. Um but yeah, it was kind of unofficial anthem, which now I guess Mana has been using social media promoting what we did, uh, which is even cooler. Yes, ma'am. Um, Mando Fresco has also put out a Spotify playlist of all the songs he yeah, played. He so I've just dumped that into our group here. So all the people in here, that's the link to the Spotify. Relive it, people. Put it in your car. Get your commute going tomorrow and enjoy and enjoy. Another thing we can celebrate, just like the sights and sound video that came out or video, the, the YouTube video that came out today. Just enjoy it. Um, I, I love the sights and sound videos that they've been doing. I just, to me, it just feels pure. Um, their emotion can be read in these. 
the right way. No, somebody doesn't have to tell me to be excited. I can see the excitement. Um, and so let's go to the penalties. We go there. It happens. An interesting group of five are selected. A very interesting group of five. Of course, we're all feeling all rough because they got Andre Blake. And I told you guys, I don't want to take this guy on in penalties. It's, I don't feel good about it. And then our best scores are not in this game anymore. Right. So you're going to have to dig deep to find your five because your classic five aren't there on the, I mean, you think about your classic five, right? Probably going to be Vela, probably going to be Arango, probably going to be Acosta, right? These guys are dead ball guys. Mm-hmm. They're gone now. And um, maybe a Poku because he has courage. Maybe he's one. The attackers are gone. So you got to find another way. And who gets picked first? Tello. I'll let you go, Tony, because it was fascinating. So Tello is the first one to take the first kick of the MLS fi- uh, Cup final penalty kicks. He goes low, mid, right. And Blake. Half speed. Yes, has speed. Even Blake was like, in. I we watching the video of his reaction. He's like, really? This is what I get? Like, yeah. this is going yeah. to be easy. And all I can think of, I was like, no, this is not how we start. We're going to finish strong. And yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just move on from that because that was ugly. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I don't I don't get it. And I don't understand why that player, not that he didn't take it. I I expected better from him with his experience. I think he expected better from himself in the moment. Just a frustrating moment. So we move on to the next one. Let's so, talk about our Lord and Savior, John uh, McCarthy. Well, well, the, well, not not yet, not yet because not yet, not, not yet, because uh, Gazdad decides to slip uh, and send it into a field goal, trying out for the Phillies because you know they're undefeated. The I mean, sorry, not the Phillies, the Eagles. The Eagles are undefeated and try to be their kicker, and he kicks it right, right like right over the goalpost and we're tied now it's no, now no goals so I'm moving on to the next one Dennis Belong comes up and scores the right a nice hard mid with pace goal against Blake perfect done then comes up Martinez this is karma is a mother because he decides to take the take the shot le- left on his left sorry so every time i'm gonna say the right i'm gonna talk about what the kicker is doing so left right into john stutters and mccarthy reacts perfectly he he waits for the movement on on martinez and blocks the goal so this is the trend where mccarthy steps up and remember he's a pk specialist he has this we've seen this before he dove right every time against america but just couldn't get there in time and then it gets to Rawling Hollingshead. Mind you, he kind of just put it in. Good pace. The keeper, Blake, decided to dive left while he decided to kick right. And it wasn't even a far right. It was just maybe center. Kyle Wagner has an opportunity. Good with pace. McCarthy better with reactions and one blocks it. And he's pumped. And it's where are going crazy and this is where we can get the reactions for it and this is the ones 
out of all the people to take the game-winning penalty, the free agent from RSLE, if she was here was when we had the conversation because I had a conversation. Kansas City was rooting for us because they wanted their boy Ilya to to win the cup because they wanted that he's such like a homer for them. And he slots it with pace on the floor to the right for us to win MLS Cup to have a star on a chest and I cried. I (laughs) full on cried in tears because of all the hard nights, all the days I've given up, the things I've lost, the things everyone's lost, the people who are not here to enjoy this with us. Just a bawling. And I'm I'm like getting curious up right now, just thinking about it again, that moment, because we are champions. And there you go. Fair and square. We earned our way. And you, you shut them out in PKs. Who does this? We do this. John McCarthy, who watches a nine-minute video on kicks in the in the tub before the game, sitting in the tub watching it, preparing, doesn't take his notes because I'm feeling the vibe. Okay, cool, man. You do you. You're a goalkeeper. Never question a goalkeeper. They have their ways. Uh, and and it happens. Celebration, cut it, lift the trophy, watch Vela be the happiest he's been in his entire life. Uh, the celebrations be proper. All the things we've been waiting for, we finally have. It's ours now. We are champions. We've earned it. We finished strong. We just won the most dramatic game in league history. Game, set, freaking match. Uh, I'll go to you, Bam, first. Reaction, sir. I just emotions that came out of me um, tears hugging my partner the dogs all that just knowing that a team of this caliber that people some journalists that Slippy kept reminding us all year long wrote us off from day one from this year having Dolo come in and make these changes, make the club what it is right now. I just worse still can't explain the emotions I was feeling at the time. Beyond words. Beyond words. Ben, I don't know how you held it together in that press, but I have no clue, man. Uh, I don't either, man. It's it was it was very difficult to um not I mean, I, although I was like felt fortunate and privileged to be there, it wasn't the same, you know, to not be able to celebrate it with the fans. I do, I do want to point that out. Um, but you know, just just being there and and seeing everybody's emotions and seeing the players celebrate and you know, for them to be able to lift that trophy at the bank, you know, where it all started. I mean, it was. It was special to see. Um, I, I still, you know, this whole week, I, I keep. That's all I think about. I mean, this literally, I talk about it every day. It's it's all I it's all I think about. Um, I think about, you know, 
just the five-year journey that this club has been on um you know from from that game in losing in, in Seattle in 29 against Seattle in 2019 um just all the all the defeats that we've gone through um I'm happy for Vela you know what what he means to the team and the leadership that he's he's been a great captain for the team um these last few years and yeah just it's it's hard to to, to explain it but all I can say is I'm proud to, to be a part of this family. Um, you know, I'm proud to to be able to just share this, like my my feelings, my thoughts with you guys and with with the black and gold family. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, yeah, it's it's special to be part of this club for sure. Um, to be to be from LA to to cheer for LA and yeah, it's the city of champions. And like you said, Joseph earlier, you know, we're, we're part of the club now. We're, we're part of the club. It's, it's what we wanted. It's what our ownership group wanted. It's what our fans wanted, what we fought for, right? Blood, sweat, tears, you name it. Um, we earned it that simple. We earned it. You, you heard that stadium. It, it, it the intensity the love for this team is different it hits different compared to any other team in this league i don't care you want to compare your team go for it but you ain't us we move the needle our boys just move the needle you got the second highest rated game in league history out of this one okay you got high scoring we scored three goals in every match in the playoffs it's just nuts. Like teams don't do the things we do. We just do it different. Um, and everything matches down the line from the employees to the fans, to the, to the players, we do it and we do it a little bit extra. And now we're here and now we can challenge for the next thing. And what were they talking about in that locker room? What were they talking about in the press conference? What is Vela talking about? That's when you're coming back. Well, now that we won one, we got to go win another. We got to focus. His conference wasn't yay for me was like, yeah, I'm coming back because we got more to do. This wasn't the only mission. This was the first big, big step, right? And now we move forward. That's the ambition that makes us different than everybody else. That's simple. And you saw it. It's you guys. It's you guys putting in the work. You guys getting as crazy as you do pushes this club to do better. They know they can't give you an inferior product. They know they can't settle because we don't settle. So y'all earn this, everybody, the community. It's right. It was done right. It was dramatic. Make it happen. Give us the challenge. We move forward. So that's where my head's at. I think the only thing fitting for the rest of this episode is to hear from you guys, to hear from the faithful, because y'all been waiting a long time. We tortured you on this one. Um, Let's just give it to you guys. I'm just going to get into the mix and go to you. And I think that's how this episode should be, is it ends with you guys the same way it ended together in the North End uh, over the weekend. So let me see who's first, who's in well, the mix. Let's do this. Before, before you do that quickly, Tony, um, Joseph, yep. one mm-hmm. major criticism I have about the cup final. Yeah. Why play in the middle of the day? I'm, <laughs> abs- I'm sorry. <laughs> watching, on t- watching, on, watching on TV, because can't be there due to reasons, having 
half a stadium in in the black, other half in the sunlight. Not being able to see where some players would be because the cameras aren't picking up everything was absolutely horrendous. If the league wants to make this a lot better, either make all stadiums have a roof or play the final at night. If the stadium has a roof, the roof's going to collapse in because the noise would just vibrated so much. So play the game at night, plain and simple. <coughs> TV, man. Uh, this league is led by TV. It's always, I mentioned the ratings because it's ingrained in us. Um, it's all about the darn TV. Um, fans be damned, right? Having to but take a, a train to get that to the game. Though, Apple, Apple, it's on you. And you saw what they've set up a midday game, <laughs> right? To kick off the whole thing in a decrepit stadium celebrating its 100th anniversary. Is that appropriate? I don't know, but we're doing it. Again, a rivalry match when it's our first freaking competitive game. What? Yeah. So it isn't going to change. It's just the way the MLS operates. So I'll throw that back at you, Bam. It's it's this darn league. It's where we're at. I know I don't like it either, but here we are. All right, all the way to the top. Team Bonilla got the first com- way a new first comment. Uh, boys did it, chance baby, good stuff. Daniel on hell in the mix as well. We did it, fam. He says, get off my lawn. Absolutely insane game. We won the cup. We won the cup. Burke putting in the work, man. Champions. That's right, champions. What? Who? Who was it? Was it Kelvin? One of our thirty-two fifty-two brothers went to Starbucks and they asked him his name and he said champions and they actually wrote it on his Starbucks cup. I thought that was amazing. Uh, <laughs> hey, you're a champion. Do what you want. Um, ooh, lunch special, Geo Somos Campeones. Love it. Uh, I'm gonna keep moving here. Get off my lawn. <laughs> I guess there were some sound issues earlier. I don't know. Uh, Barry Robinson says, effing epic day. Been listening to spot since five years ago with Jerry back in the day. Appreciate all the work you guys do. Still in disbelief. Same here, man. Shock. Absolute shock. Glorious shock. Um, oh, yeah. Barry. Barry's also like, yep. Oh, yeah. Mia Moore was a game changer. Completely changed the mood in the stadium. We weren't losing after that. Nope. Uh, and, of course, bail to the rescue by get off my lawn. Yep. <laughs> Jonathan Reimer says literal roller coasters with less turns than that game. Yeah, this was like Ghost Rider, just amped up that much more with the lights off. Uh, <laughs> Libby's here. Hey, Libby says, You guys are gonna make me cry again. We're leaving it all over again. That was the plan. No, I mean, honestly, we, we gotta walk through this. We have to process this, and this is us processing a very long episode, but I think it was worth it. We want a freaking cup, man. Uh, get off my lawn. Saw a couple rows empty out after down two or three. Feel bad for them. They missed the real show. Uh, let's see. Exotic killer giving a shout out to us. Uh, Dave Gomez. I've rewatched the match twice already. Yeah, my watch today was the sights and sounds, and then the the goalkeeper short that they did talking about Max, which got me all choked up yet again. Um, yeah, there's something I gotta watch every time. Oh, Armando, it's me, Armando. My Chargers got it done. Don't worry. That's funny, man. That's funny. Uh, Dave Gomez, CCL. Yep, CCL. 
Uh, moving forward. <laughs> Rasta Gary. Uh, what's new? Nothing much to talk about today since the season is done. Ha! <laughs> Dave Gomez, it was fire. Uh, moving forward. Juan Vargas, the legend of Mac Daddy. We all love Mac Daddy. He is a, a special case, man. Never does anything quite the same as others. Practical joker, making it light, and this time making it clutch. So good on him. Uh, get him on, Gogeta. Thank you, Tony. Uh, Smalls, yes, give you a comment today. Yes. Uh, says, what a beautiful roller coaster of a game. Had to knock down Simon's home opener goal behind uh, Bale's header as number one. Bale can get a statue for that, as far as I'm concerned. Man needs a statue. Even if this was made of cheese, I don't care. Make it a statue. Could show up at the tailgate. Make it an ice sculpture. I don't care, but there needs to be something made. Uh, David Day, hit that like button. There it is. Clippers got to win something now. Now he's got the Clippers uh, avatar. Before they move to the new stadium, win something. Um, <laughs> got here. Uh, Carlos C. Buanga wasn't beat on Elliot goal. Buanga just let him go and didn't even try to stay with him. I think even if he follows him, do you really think he's going to stop him on that play? He just got a better view. I think that's all he'd get. Uh, David Day, MVP to Max Crippo. Can't believe he's not getting his proper due for giving up his leg uh, for the team, covering for others' mistakes, lack of awareness. Uh, yeah, covering for Maria's hospital pass. Um, I just remember growing up, as we call it a hospital pass. If you give one that's underweighted, you're going to get somebody hurt. You learn that as a child. Um, you could get yelled at for it as a young player, right? You're not hitting it with authority. There's something wrong with you, and you're going to hurt one of your teammates. It happened. Um, yeah, tough. Uh, <laughs> David Day, Tifo and Pyro really set the stage, even though I don't know about Pokemon, anime, or any. I, dude, I'm a little clueless on this too. I just know that it, the other generation, the one after mine, it's a thing, so let them have it. That's fine by me. Um, it, you know, there was some love. Uh, Myra. Hey, Myra says, oh, my God, it was epic. Agreed. Uh, Carlos C. Still think Dolo took Chichu out too early. The team's attack came to a halt as soon as he came out. Ah, man. I I, I think Chicho was done, dude. Honestly, there wasn't much in the tank. I, I don't. And I think they're looking for the bail moment. I, I yeah. I, I, I won't go after him on that. Um, dude won us a cup, man. <laughs> We'll worry about it next year. Uh, David Day, even the Mexican media, usually critical, disparaging of MLS, could not deny its epicness. Heard them marveling at how MLS creates these kind of moments. It's great. Um, <laughs> David Day cursing Dola in the 127th minute. That's pretty funny. Um, Wolf, Campionis, Campionis, Ole, Ole, Ole. Love it. Uh, move on. Here we go. Dave Gomez, LSU produced goal call from around the globe for Bills headers. Yeah. So it was what? 10 different sources calling that goal. Again, the immediate team for LAFC, there is no one like them. They are a special bunch. The most creative folks I know, really. They are hitting way above their weight every week. Um, there ain't no team like us. There's no media team like us. We got the best. Best and brightest, that's for sure. Um, 
The music was spot on in the celebration. I love LA, California love, back to back, Ella Ray, Queen, Post Malone, Rage. I believe there was a member of Rage in that crowd. I'll just let that go. Um, it happened. It was, yeah, you're right, Dave. Uh, I'm with you on that. Um, and yes, Max. Max is the MVP because he's, uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> you know what he did. Uh, Dave, I love it. When's the movie coming out? Right? You heard, you saw the article with Peter Goober talking about that. Like, I couldn't sell this script. It's just not believable. It is now. We're ready for that. Apple Plus mini doc or one of those ESPN ones, right? Like, someone's going to make something out of this. That's for 30 sure. 30 for 30. 30 for 30, right? This could be a 30 for 30. If it doesn't qualify, I don't know what does, but it's definitely 30 for 30 material. At least it was barrel score. In fact, Philadelphia did not put at least three players to defend him at, at all time. They left him alone. The player that never plays gets dunked on. Uh, Gareth Bale, unbelievable. He's Gareth Bale. Uh, that's all you have to say is he's Gareth Bale. Daniel on Hill. Ilya didn't trap and pass back and throw it in. He one touch at the Cheeky's belly, and Cheeky touched it off his knee. It was all beauty all the way around. Um, just take it for what it is, man. Karma, whatever. Dave calling Wales over England. Let me hope for that dragon that's hiding up here. There it is. Um, yeah, I'll be rooting for them except when they play for the U.S. Uh, against the U.S. So there's that. David Day, so many storylines. Ilya Sanchez, free agent, was going to the gals, but after one conversation with Coach Dolo, he decides to come to LAC. I know some other things with that I can't ever share with you guys because because Ilya is the most Genuine man I have ever met. Uh, Ben's probably can tell you the same thing. When you talk to him, he will tell you the world. Um, he will tell you how it is. Is brutally honest and uh, genuine. And uh, that story goes way deeper. But uh, he chose the good guys. We'll say that. And again, him getting his moment. He needed it. He needed it. Uh, they say some fans at LEC Jersey walked out when the score was 3-2. Listened to the stadium roar goal. Wanted to come back in. Security said no. You shouldn't have left, Wolf. Uh, wow, man. Wow. Um, there we go. Heart of LAC. You guys saw the Spotify already. Carlos C. Uh, Tail was the right guy to go first. He changes his mind and has run up and botched it. I, I mean, if you're going to go experience, he's one of those guys, right? Um, you would think he'd be ready for it. It just, I think Blake guessed right. And he's like, dang it, he guessed right. Let me find something else. And it didn't happen. Uh, Nestor, everyone made a difference during the PKs. Loud when Philly shot, calm when our boys shot the PK. Even for me, that was the difference. Yeah, we got strategic, man. That is for sure we did. Uh, David Day, Buanga is our future, by the way. I agree with you. Buanga is the most exciting thing we've had in a very long time. He inspires me every time he plays because he never freaking quits. Um, doesn't get mad, doesn't get lost in it, doesn't get into the argument, doesn't get too chippy, just does the job. Um, and makes it look pretty he does thing it's hard to get the ball from the man uh we are lucky to have him that's for sure uh daniel Angel wants to ask the capos if they had the pks planned out or they figured it out in the moment we did actually okay i know enough to know that it was asked um that it was asked of the players um that was out there was what would be the appropriate thing to do and the appropriate thing was take the reactions and distract the enemy the opponent and let our boys focus the smart move the right move to make that's for sure dave's in a dream people 
He just said it. Louis V says, man, I told you guys Villa was not leaving without a cup in L.A. And he still ain't leaving. He wants more. So there you go. Um, <laughs> Louis V, we are champions. Yes. And everyone's got their champions, their stars. You see the David Day star right there. Uh, love it, guys. Love your reactions. Be happy with it. Another one. Um Smalls, thank you for bringing this because I want to bring this up too. Because by the way, I saw a small monarch butterfly in the south end before Bale's goal. You saw that monarch butterfly. I saw it against Austin. My wife saw one as well, a different type of butterfly, fly over them and head into the north end in this game in the early stages of it. Um, as you all know, there there is a thing, right? There is a it's a sign for us. When we get the butterflies, and there was a butterfly that flew over the march. So I'll throw that out there too. Um, that it is a good omen for us because that's our brothers in the sky um looking down on us, right? We're getting help, we're getting divine uh divine support, and they're paying us a visit. All is gonna be all right. And uh, once again it was. Uh Myra saw the butterfly too. Yep, and as David says, Champions League next. Yep. Uh, Ox says, I ugly cried when I got that goal. It's on tape, Ox, by the way. It is very much on tape. Watch. It is. Um, I think I hugged you because I was worried about you in the moment. Um, it was you, it was heavy cry, man. But you earn that. You earn those tears, dude, for putting in work, for, for being with us this whole time. Um, from being being a supporter long before this. I know we can have that other conversation about being a long-term supporter of hard luck sides. Uh, just like me, um, and now having a side with ambition and a future and, and being, being able to, to move on to this new side, um, and the journey coming here to getting one over on MLS. For some of us, it has a little deeper meaning, a different thought that we add into it. But again, this is our side. This is our club. Um, all of our club It is a new movement and is one that is special. Um, Jose Quiroz says, no doubt the best MLS final. Shout out to Tony for keeping me intact for my tearful, emotional finale. Um, my heavy heart feels at ease knowing Mo and our lost loved ones were celebrating with us in the stands. Uh, love, love to this club. Love to the Capos. Love to the 3252. Together our blood bleeds black and gold. So true. So true, brother. Well said. Well said. Um, that's the stuff we love to hear. Our community once again. Gavilan says, I flipped off the Philly section uh, when it was done. Hugged everyone in black and gold. High five security all the way out. There you go. I'm um, going to move on to Jonathan. Uh, says, anyone else still smell champagne? With you on that. Araceli. Yes, we hear from Araceli. Says, it was a magical moment that I'll be remembered for a long time. Uh, we are champions. Good, good, good. Um, Monarch Tifo 2023. I think Monarch, I think Monarch tattoos are going to start appearing. Um, I would put it past even black and gold tats showing up with butterflies because there's definitely it. There's something there. There's not the Falcon wings aren't the only wings we celebrate. We all, there's all kinds of wings. This is just one other set um in the family. That's for sure. Uh good stuff, guys. I know Nestor Socket Champions League. We'll catch that down the line. That's for sure. I think you guys got us pretty well in this show. It's been a long one. It's been a good one. Um, it's because of you guys that we do this. And we went long because, dang it, we won a championship. 
if we can't ride this one out and and make this one as long as we possibly can, then something wrong with us. Y'all get your day. That is for sure. Um, thank you guys for the comments. Um, do you guys want to cover anything else? Or I think I, I feel satisfied with this episode. What do you guys think? They're looking at me like, let it go, man. Let it go. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll do like a year reviewed pot uh, pot, and we'll 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 see about the World Cup or about it. But... Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. I just again, I think anything we do after this, after the high we're currently in, like doesn't give respect to the moment that we just we just all earned. So, uh, if you guys are good with it, I think we're gonna give our final thoughts here. Call this yep. one and uh, get you ready for next season. When we can get you ready for next season. I don't get lost in it. So uh, I will go to you first, Ben. Uh, ben, um, your your final thoughts of of the day on this. Give it your all, man. It's all good. Uh, I am a very happy person right now. Let's just say that. Um, super proud of this team, of this community, of this fan base. Um you know, I feel like a lot of it has already been said, but you know, it's 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 just joy, just pure joy to be able to witness a game like that and to come on the right side of things. Um just the roller coaster of emotions, uh best game I've ever been a part of. Um yeah, like you just couldn't write a better a better story and I'm just really fortunate to to have been there and to celebrate with everyone the day after at the at the celebration um yeah i just just want to say thank you to everyone for for the support um thank you for for just for just being there for for being at the games for you know saying hi for for everything and this is just the beginning, you know, it's only five years. This is just the beginning. Um, there's going to be more, more celebrate, hopefully in the near future. And, you know, hopefully we can start with, with the champions league next year and maybe win the open cup and, you know, why not go back to back and win this again. So yeah, just looking forward to next year and happy to be a part of this family. Thank you, brother. Happy to have you here. That is for certain. Um, after all we've been through uh, in podcast history, uh, planning, writing, um, seeing your move up into it, and and uh, honestly, man, just loving what you're doing. Um, just keep it up, dude. Keep it up and enjoy this as best you can because this is when you really want to write, right? The celebration, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Just keep it up, man. Thanks. It has been beautiful. Thank you, uh, I'm going to have it, have it go over to Bam now, sir. You have the floor. Comments. Um, what what a season it has been for us. What a year it's been for everyone here. Um, I'm not going to get too much into it for this episode because I think we're going to have to come back and do a, a, just a general season overview and all that kind of stuff podcast. And I'll get into it then. Um, during the off-season, just remember, guys, the friends and the family you have in the black and gold aren't just for the black and gold season. They're for the off season too. We've got the World Cup coming up. Catch up. Go watch a random World Cup game. Go watch England lose. You know, just, <laughs> just 
go go, go watch Socceroos put five past France. You know, just see see what happens. See see what happens during during the World Cup. And just remember, at the end of the day, we're all here for the black and gold. We're all here to support each other in every aspect that we do, whether it's us supporting Ben with his writing and and seeing where he is now with all that kind of stuff. Uh, us just supporting each other in this podcast. Just remember, we're all here for the same goal. And the goal is to get behind our club and push him to win titles. That, well said. In terms of putting five past France, I'm not sure you're going to get five past them, but just if we get five studs into them, um, I can look forward to that for Australia. Uh, <laughs> I'll love man. I hope they do. I do hope they do. Uh, Tony, sir, uh, your final thoughts of the day. Um, we're champions. It's been a long road, um, especially for everyone here. Um, me and Bam, especially, we never thought we would be doing this. And now we're doing a championship pod for Ben reading your articles and the way you progress has always been like awe inspiring to me and wanting to do that also to you guys as well. Um, I had a goal for myself when I kind of took over the Instagram was to get to 2000 and I never told these two, that was my goal for a second. And I was hoping that we hit it today and we did. So thank you all for the support and everything like that. Um, I, I was getting people like noticing me after the game saying that like, you like you want it you got it like thank you for the hope and everything but we didn't i didn't do it because of for me it's for you guys you guys enjoy this like you're the ones that put in the work as much as i am and it's just been a very hard year as most of these guys know about it and it's just to win the championship to to celebrate with you guys to go for another one and like I said, you never forget your first. And for the people who were there and the people who were brought in this year, you're very spoiled. Like, very spoiled <laughs> is the best way to say it. And the only thing that can get better is Champions League and then Cup World Cup and being the best MLS team ever is the best. That's what's, what's our next goal. But, um, like I said, like just to piggyback on Bam is just hop on back and watch a you know World Cup game because even though we shouldn't support it, like let's let's just say the the game is the game. Screw that. Screw the the host. I'll get flagged from FIFA from it later. But um, yeah, enjoy it. You made a lot of family and friends, and I've made a lot of family and friends doing this. So yeah, that's my final say. Well said, man. Speaking of that World Cup, um, another supporter once told me from the very early beginning when I was taking over leadership in 3252 and getting into that, never forget that football comes first. Never forget it. And tonight was one of those nights where we just got to focus on football and and why we were all here. And the football comes first. Of course, the football fields families builds friends, builds friendships for lifetimes, builds moments like this. But at the end of the day, it's football that brought us all together. And uh, he was wise in that, in that statement that, that don't forget it's football first. It's football first. Don't get lost in the, in the madness. It's football. This club didn't lose that either. 
right? You see the slick advertising and all the crazy things we do. But at the end of the day, they built a football club. They built one of the best ever built in this league. They put us all on a crazy journey this year. Highs, lows, searching for records, moments where we thought we lost our way. That got too complicated. But at the end of the day, they built a juggernaut, and it got us what we wanted and what we've all been fighting for. And you could say five years, but it's more than that. It's like eight years for many of us. The year zeros, no. It's been a long time coming, and now we are here. And we're here because you all demanded it. You stuck through. You made the noise. You made the proper noise. You kept it constructive when you could keep it constructive. You did it the right ways. You followed through with staying golden, okay? And now we are here. We're champions. And now we have to back this up. Be the gracious winner. Get ready for the next. Go that much harder. Push that much harder for 2023. Because that's the thing. When you're a champion, you can't rest on your laurels. You have to keep doing it. Nobody wants to talk about this club being the first to anything in five years. And that's all you want to talk about because you're the first to something. Eh, eh, eh. No, it's what's the next you're going to bring. How are you going to make it better? That's the LAFC way. Um, for everybody, thank you for all that you've done this year, for backing us, getting us to, what, 2,000 on Instagram, over 4,000 on, on Twitter, um, giving us the comments, keeping us honest, telling us what's good, telling us what's bad, demanding more from us as well, just like our club. Uh, we thank you for that. I thank you, Tony. I thank you, Bam. I thank you, Ben. I thank you, Araceli, and everyone that's ever been on this show. Thank you to Jerry for getting this off the ground and making it real, and coming in at those times when you knew we needed a little bump. Uh, thank you, brother, for doing that. And to the club, um, I did want to I, I want to thank the club for, for everything they've done. And a big shout-out to Larry for giving a shout-out to all of the podcasts and his speech on winning the championship. Just showing the love to the leaders that put the work in from year zero. Um, perfection in what you said, sir, and, and we'll forever be grateful for what you've done trusting us to get to this stage uh to celebrate with all of you so to you guys to the faithful thank you and well we ended always the same way what do we say boys ben final word stay golden bam stay golden champions tony stay golden los angeles and for me to all of you champions yes champions Stay golden, Los Angeles. Thank you for listening to the Heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to shoulder, the black and gold is taking over. <laughs>